Hi, this is Aurora with Supercharged Science, and today's topic is how do you train your kids to do their work independently? So I have four kids, grades second and fifth and tenth and college, and if I had had this issue when they were all young, it would have been so difficult. But there were a couple of things, I've, looking back now, I realized, hey, that actually worked really well that I wanted to share with you. And you can take as many of these as you'd like to, and in fact, I encourage you to listen for the one that you'd like to start today. Okay, so one of the things that I did is I actually set up little exploratory discovery areas where kids could do their work on their own and it was fun and it wasn't a lot of work to get started. So this can take a couple of different forms. So for example, it could just be a couple of pillows and a cozy blanket and a stack of books in the corner. So now you've got your reading area. It could be as simple as leaving the violin cases open or the musical instrument cases open. Music is on the stand. So they don't have to do any work to get it started. They can just see it and they're like, oh, you know what? I feel like playing something. And then they're off for 15, 20 minutes, kind of just doing their own thing, working on the projects that they're working on in that area. Um, in the past, I've done this with telescopes. I've done it with microscopes. I'll leave out a few slides, a couple of cover slips, tweezers, eyedroppers, all that kind of stuff, the things they would need. And the microscope is out and ready. And you know, I've got the main cover on it, but they can just pull that off real quick and just start using it. So it's there, it's available. They've been trained on how to use it and now it's just up to them to do the work. And so that's been something that has been worked really well. So they kind of see it and they get sparked like, ooh, I wanna work on that for 10, 20 minutes. And so art projects, you can imagine where this goes with between clay or colored pencils or something like that. So you can set up little areas throughout the day and then at the end of the day, everybody's gotta start to help put everything back to reset for tomorrow. Okay, so that was one that I did and it was really easy to implement. Now this other one happened after story time. So I would, Right before I tucked my kids in, I would read them a story and then we would just talk for a few minutes before I would actually leave and close the lights. So at the end of the day, I would ask them two questions. I would say, what was great about today? And then I would say, what can we do to make it even better tomorrow? So I would focus on celebrating this, the wins, the successes, and yay, that was awesome. And even if there wasn't a big one, but if it was big to them, like I finally can reach the third step on the ladder without any help, you're like, yay, that's fantastic. You know, whatever their win is for themselves. And just being a part of that makes a little magic moment that you can have a little connection at the end of the day. And what can I do to make it even better for tomorrow? So what we're doing now is we're starting to train them to constantly looking for areas of improvement. Like how can, what was great today and how can I carry that through till tomorrow? In fact, Benjamin Franklin would do this um, every day in every one of his categories that he had outlined for himself. So, <laughs> so I kind of stole that one from him. Okay, so another one that I would use with my kids is instead of praise or tangible words or stickers or things like that, I would say, I notice. And this one's super, super easy to implement. You don't have to buy anything. You don't even have to organize anything. Um, by, but the idea behind this one is there's too many people saying, great job and reward. And then that trains the kid to look to see outside of themselves if they did a great job. Like, oh, I did this. And then they look around and they wait for that praise that tells them, yeah, yeah, I did a good job. Okay, so instead, by saying, I notice, you're letting them know that you notice things that they seem to enjoy what they were doing. That way kids aren't just looking to you for approval or to make sure that what they're doing is okay. Instead, it comes from themselves and you're turning it back inside to them. So I'll, I might say something, for example, if my daughter finally rode her bike for the first time with no training wheels, I'll say, wow, I noticed that you really worked hard at that. 
and you seem to really enjoy being up on two wheels. You know, that might be a cool way to do that. Like, wow, that's really, and inside you're like, yes, that's so awesome. And that's great. You can totally do that. Don't, don't mistake this, <laughs> this particular one. Um, you could, should totally celebrate with your kids all the time. Um, and you don't want to overdo it and do that for everything because that's when it starts to train the kids that that's the response they are looking for from you. And really, those are the aha moments that you get to share with them. You know, they hit a home run. Absolutely celebrate. But on a daily basis, on a sustainable, consistent basis, you're like, yeah, I noticed you got three A's last week on your test. You know, I noticed you've been working really hard on that. That must feel amazing. Um, or tell me about it. How did that go? So it, it opens the conversation so that you can start to have with each other about it as well. So that was another one. And one last one I wanted to share is actually to listen. Um, and listening rather than fixing things. So instead of trying to solve your kids' problems, because given enough time, <laughs> if you just leave your kids alone for a while, they're gonna have some kind of problem. <laughs> you know, like my ice cream melted, this thing fell on the floor, this is broken, I missed my chance for doing this. You know, they're gonna have some kind of problem and they're gonna come running back to you. Use your best judgment here with this one. We're not talking about problems that parents absolutely need to step in and handle. Um, but instead of turning around and handling it for them, because now you're training them to come to you with all their problems. I didn't get a good grade on this test or I didn't study and now it's tomorrow. What do I do? So instead, just ask your kid, hey, what's going on? What happened? And then ask them, hmm, what are your ideas for handling it? And then give the problem back to them and let them know you're interested in how it works out. But also let them know that you believe that they can handle it, but also it's their job to fix it. So that way you're empowering them to figure out their own solutions to their own problems and they may come up with solutions that are way better than you or I could ever come with, up with anyway. And not to turn to you every time there's a problem, every time there's a frustration, every time there's a squabble. Again, use your best judgment here. There are times when parents need to step in and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about the everyday, you know, my oatmeal fell on the floor or, you know, she's did this or he did that. Just not to get involved, step back and listen and don't solve it and say, wow, how are you gonna handle that? And so by being this broken record over and over and over, the kids start to realize like, ooh, okay, mom's a good listener, she's there when I need her, but man, she just does not solve my problems for me. <laughs> I guess I better roll up my sleeves and handle it. And after a while, especially if you've been caught in this loop for a while, like I was with my first two kids, um, after a while you realize, hey, they actually have what it takes to figure this stuff out and their solutions are totally fine. Okay, so consistency is really key here. You've gotta do the same thing every time when your child, um, for your child to really understand what your expectations are, what the messages they're sending, um, kids that are now solving their own problems. They're now in charge of their own um, learning. They're, um, by that, I mean they're in charge of their of figuring out stuff for themselves. So if they're doing math problems and they're really struggling, yeah, you may need to step in. But if you're stepping in for every single problem, that's a message that you're sending your kid. And so that may be something you wanna take a look at. So if I step in every single time, I might be sending a message that I don't mean to send like, hey, you can't do it without me. Or, hey, you're just not smart enough to figure this out. Or whatever that message might be coming across. Instead, I'll, I'll demonstrate how to do it. Then I'll say, hey, you know what? Let's see how you do now. And they're like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And you're like, I know you can do it. You're like, yes, but, but, it, and they're all anxious and nervous and stressed out. And you're like, I know you got this. I'm gonna be right over here. I'm gonna start working on dinner. And you know, if you come up against something you really can't handle, you know, I'll be here. 
So you're not abdicating. <laughs> you're also not falling into the trap of mom's doing all the homework, <laughs> but you're also setting the expectation like this is your work. This is work that you need to complete. And as soon as you finish your homework, you are welcome to join us for dessert. Be happy to have you. <laughs> so this, I, I don't know if you've got the, caught the, um, the pattern in this. I'm telling kids what I will do. I am not telling them what they should do. So I'm listening to them I'm, when they complain. I'm listening to them when they're upset. And I'm also asking, what are your ideas for handling it? You know, this is, and there's going to be some days where I'm not going to be around. You know, when you're older, how, you know, let's get some practice in here. Like, what do you think we should be doing? So again, so when we think about what we started with, we talked about setting up discovery areas. So we're starting to get our kids to work independently without us. And we're also being consistent. We're doing the same thing over and over. We're responding the same way. So they get the feeling, they really understand the messages that we are sending them are consistent. And they're not different depending on your mood or what day it is, but you're, you're a consistent force in their life. Um, at the end of the day, you're interested in them. What went well today? And celebrate your wins and how, what are you gonna take into tomorrow? And you're getting them uh, into the habit of starting to evaluate their own actions. Like, you know, that didn't go so well. I think I'm gonna do it a little differently next time. And by saying, I noticed, like I noticed over time, you've made amazing progress. You couldn't do your work by yourself initially, but now you just, you realize that I'm a coach and I'm available for you. That's awesome. All right, well, I hope this has been helpful. This is Aurora with Supercharged Science. If you enjoyed this lesson, I encourage you to uh, share it with other um, folks as well. We love hearing from people about how this has worked for you and your family, and as well as sharing ideas. If you have ideas about this topic, how to get your kids to work independently, I encourage you to share it in the comments or the chat box below. Go ahead and type that in so we can all learn from each other and share and grow. And don't forget, you're not alone. You don't have to do this alone. We are totally here to help us support you. This is Aurora with Supercharged Science. You're welcome to send me an email if you have any questions, Aurora at Supercharged Science. I will see you next time. Thanks so much.